We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. How's everybody living? Hope we're having an awesome day. It is Tuesday, May 9th, 2023, coming at you for another live episode uh, of the Ducks Dish podcast. We are on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. And we are on Twitter at MTorres Sports. If you're joining us in the live stream, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to talk some ducks with me. Go ahead and hop in that live chat, drop a comment, let me know how you're feeling about Oregon football, Oregon football recruiting, um, and just kind of whatever's going on, you know, in your life or uh, with the ducks right now. As you guys know, I like to build uh, an Oregon football community here on the podcast and on my platform. So I love hearing what's going on with you guys. Um, I might try to do a mailbag portion at the latter end of this show. Not totally sure yet. Um, got a pretty busy day making it out to some high school showcases here in the LA area today. But long story short, on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be going in-depth on my latest recruiting prediction for Oregon football in the 2024 class Uh, And just kind of going to be explaining the pick, talking about what the pick would mean and, uh, you know, kind of whatever else comes up. So if you guys have any questions, I'll try to get to them. Like I said, it's a really busy day, but I wanted to make sure that I got this one recorded and up for you guys, um, you know, the listeners, the fans, the viewers. So with all that being said, let's hop into it. My latest recruiting prediction for Oregon in the 2024 recruiting class I uh, wrote a story on DucksDigest.com that you can go over and read. Uh, I logged a prediction for Oregon to land 2024 Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis quarterback Michael Van Buren, probably the biggest name uh, in Oregon recruiting space right now. Um, you know, one of the biggest names at the quarterback position in the 2024 class. He's an all-American caliber guy, uh, kind of a dual-threat quarterback. Um, it's kind of that mold he, he falls into. Doesn't have the, the wheels that like a Luke Moga does. Um, we can talk more about him later on in this episode, but really polished passer. Love what he brings to the table as a quarterback. So what do we know right now about Michael Van Buren? Um, right now with Michael Van Buren, we know that he took two visits out to Eugene in the month of April. Uh, that second one coming for the spring game. 
Oregon's marquee recruiting event of the calendar year. Over 100 recruits in attendance, and Michael Van Buren has absolutely become a priority for Will Stein and the Ducks here in the 2024 recruiting class out on the trail. Um, so he was recently in Eugene for that spring game, also competed in the Elite 11 Eugene Regional, absolutely tore that event up from what we saw uh, in the results. Uh, did not earn an event, uh, an invite rather, to the Elite 11 finals. I think the only person to leave that event with an invite to the finals was Dylan Rayola, the number one player in the country. Uh, had previously been a target for Oregon in the 2024 recruiting class out of Pinnacle High School in Phoenix, Arizona. But it looks like the Ducks have been in there a little bit. But that's okay because uh, I was writing the other day, so if you were to gauge, you know, the, the noise around one recruit in Oregon, uh, you might blow out the speakers if you're talking about Michael Van Buren. I mean, if there's no school that's being more heavily linked to Michael Van Buren right now than the Oregon Ducks, and that's a fact. Um, but we need to explain, you know, why there, why there is that buzz, right? So what do we know about Michael Van Buren? He's working from a top three of Oregon, Maryland, and Penn State. And I'm going to kind of get into, like I said, my reasoning for making the pick. I know that I'm a little bit late to the party, if you want to say that. I'm not the first person, the first recruiting analyst to, to make this prediction. Uh, so I definitely wanted to just give credence there. But I think that I felt confident in making this pick because of all the buzz that I'm seeing around Van Buren. And then kind of from, from what I've heard from, from some sources here um, on this recruitment for the Ducks in the 2024 class. So, Sorry about that, folks. Having a little bit of technical difficulties. We'll see if my microphone can hang in there with me. Um, but let's see the visits. We gotta follow the visits because that can, you know, definitely lead you to where recruit is at, where they have interest. Two visits to Oregon is, is definitely an important development here. Uh, I wrote in my latest update that uh, maybe that most recent visit also had a little bit to do with the Elite Eleven. So. That was part of the reason that he came out west to compete in that event. But I'm sure he still wanted to see Oregon uh, on that most recent recruiting trip. And, and that was big that the Ducks were able to get him on campus and get him on campus the same weekend as Luke Moga, who committed to Oregon the day before the weekend started or just to start the weekend, right, on, on uh, Friday. Luke Moga, of course, being the 2024 Phoenix, Arizona Sunny Slope quarterback that committed to the Ducks. Just absolutely freak athleticism. Uh, you know, state champion or tied at least state champion, 100 meter speed. So we know that Luke Moga is already a big piece of this recruiting class for Oregon. But to talk a little bit more about Van Buren, you know, he's gone on the record speaking highly of his relationship with Oregon offensive coordinator and uh, quarterbacks coach Will Stein. Uh, so we know that the Ducks have a, a good relationship there with Van Buren. Um, and there's a lot of buzz behind Will Stein right now, you know, just as a recruiter on the recruiting trail, even in the short amount of time that he has been at Oregon, already landed a pair of quarterbacks in uh, Austin Novosad, flipping the 2023 quarterback, now an early enrollee true freshman from Baylor. Uh, I think it was like in less than a week after getting the job. So that speaks a lot to Stein's ability as a recruiter. And then um, really you got to give him some credit for uh, being an early identifier with Luke Moga. Um, they, Oregon was one of the earlier offers in his recruitment. I'm not going to say they were the first because they weren't, 
But Mo got that offer in January and then uh, from Oregon. And then you see all of these schools coming in. And by the time he goes to make his commitment, he's got 25 scholarship offers to his name. So I think that you definitely need to mention that, that uh, Will Stein played a big role in that recruitment. And, um, you know, it looks like Michael Van Buren could be another guy that uh, could be closing in on, you know, being another massive vote of confidence in incidents. Uh, his ability as a coach and the vision that he has for the Oregon program. So that's, that's, you know, another point that I wanted to get into is that we're already seeing Will Stein kind of making his name known as a recruiter after coming over from UTSA. I feel like we've seen it with a number of Oregon coaches, whether we're talking about Junior Adams or we're talking about Carlos Lachlan, uh, some coaches that have come over to Oregon from other stops and then they have that national brand behind them. You know, all the, all the USC and, and Washington fans are going to say it's NIL money, but we know about the value of a brand. And I think that Will Stein could definitely become another one of those guys, the coaches at Oregon that comes to Oregon as not an unknown, but a lesser known coach. And then you could just really see them kick it into high gear and uh, take their recruiting game to the next level with that O behind them. And, you know, look at that offense that he put together with the Roadrunners at UTSA. That's got to be another reason that that guys like Michael Van Buren are heavily considering Oregon right now. So there's, there's that positive buzz with Oregon that he's gone on record talking about, um, you know, having that good relationship with, with Will Stein, uh, liking what the Ducks are, are building. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Um, change here we are all right i'm going off the laptop microphone sorry about the, the technical difficulties um but you know your tech doesn't always work with you so hopefully the audio doesn't change too much but i'm rocking and rolling still so that's the latest that we're hearing from van buren just about oregon positive buzz for oregon positive buzz for will stein uh, but then you also have to ask yourself, uh, and I was talking about it a couple weeks ago, you know, heading into the spring game, uh, are Moga and Van Buren both on board with a two-quarterback class? And, and I think uh, Mo, uh, Van Buren, excuse me, was asked about that at the Elite 11 Regional in Eugene, and he more or less said, you know, uh, I'm a competitor, and it, it's it's not going to affect his, his recruitment. So that's definitely a unique element, a unique element that is – you know, on the table right now. Um, the Ducks haven't taken two quarterbacks since 2020, and it at least looks like Van Buren's open to the idea, and he already got a, a really gifted passer and, and quarterback and, and Luke Moga, who's or, who's relatively new to the position here uh, after playing some wide receiver before going full-time quarterback in uh, 2022. So what, what other elements can we get into here with Van Buren and the Ducks? I think... Another reason that I put this pick in is because of Oregon's latest commitment, Ifi Obadegwu, uh, who's also an All-American out of St. Francis Academy in Baltimore uh, at the quarterback spot. You know, that's uh, you know, maybe it's the other side of the ball, but having Obadegwu in the fold is only going to strengthen Oregon's chances here with Van Buren uh, because you have another recruit, another player, another peer that can be in his ear about the Ducks. And it's, an, it's a question that I've been asking recruits more frequently now in these interviews that I do with them is, 
you know, what's it kind of like when you're getting recruited by a coach versus getting recruited by another player or, you know, another, another high school teammate. And it's just basically the easiest way to put it is that it's a more casual, more relaxed approach um, by uh, another player. You know, a coach can be on you all the time, you know, blowing up your phone, uh, saying, hey, we need to get you out here, you know, whatever it is. Um, but when a player is doing it, it's like, hey, man, this is why I committed. This is what I saw the Ducks were building. And, you know, here's 10 other guys in the class. Oregon's got 11 commits now, by the way, in 2024. Here's 10 other guys that are buying into the vision that Dan Lane has in the program. And we want you to be a part of that. So I think that having that presence is definitely going to help. Tosh Boy was also in the DMV area, um, Oregon's defensive coordinator. Uh, you're seeing a lot of these coaches posting where they're visiting out of the Ducks and the rest of college football. Uh, are in the spring evaluation window. So coaches are getting out on the road, going all over the place. We saw Will Stein uh, out in the state of Arizona, probably stopped by, uh, I think he stopped by uh, Sunny Slope to, to see Luke Moga. And then now we're seeing possibly in the DMV area. So I would not be surprised if he made it out there at St. Francis. I'm not saying he did, but just because he was in the DMV area, you can see why that would be a stop for him. I mean, St. Francis Academy is a national powerhouse. So, Maybe got another chance to see Van Buren there uh, and check in on the newest commit if he Obadegu. So I think that's another element that is adding into or that is falling into Oregon's favor now, uh, now that they have a teammate of Van Buren in the pool. And then to not even talk about the recruiting approach necessarily with if you Obadegu and Van Buren, <clears throat> at the end of the day, you are recruiting a player to move across the country to play college football for you. And that's not easy. Um, you know, moving far away from home, I think that, you know, a lot of recruits talk about distance not being a factor in their decisions. And, and maybe it's not, you know, it's not the case for everybody. I've got a handful of recruits talking about, hey, it's important that my family be able to come watch my games. But the point I wanted to make here with, with uh, Oregon already having to commit from St. America, from, from um, St. Francis, excuse me, is that even though they're not on the same side of the ball, if he and MVB, you're able to, you know, make that move together, right? You, know, you can say, hey, I have a teammate. I have, you know, uh, a piece of home, a, a close friend that's able to go across the country with you and kind of, you know, make you more comfortable at a school. Uh, we saw it most recently, if you even want to look into the DMV area again, uh, when the Ducks signed a pair of Baltimore standouts in Dante Thornton, an All-American wide receiver from Baltimore, and safety Damon David out of the Baltimore area as well. I want to say that they were roommates, but they were best friends, really close friends. And um, I know that, that played a factor in why Dante Thornton ended up, or sorry, why uh, Damon David ended up committing to Oregon. Uh, with Dante already being an earlier commit in the 2021 class, Damon was a later add, but I remember that from my time covering both of those recruitments, just talking about the value of those those friendships and, and of those relationships. And you know, there's so many different layers in this recruitment. So I'm just trying to peel back some of them and, and you know just give some sound reasoning on, on why I really think that it makes sense and that I'm not just following in the same path of, of you know some of the other recruiting industry experts. Um, you know, I gotta give a tip of the cap to them because they were earlier on this these picks, but I'm trying to break it down uh in, in you know my own right my own way. Um Let's see what else we have here. Um, I think another element that you have to add 
to this recruitment. Look at the top schools that he's considering right now, right? Oregon, Penn State, and Maryland. Uh, a significant development on the Penn State side of things is that towards the end of April, as the month was kind of winding down, you know, you got to track some offers. Penn State made a new offer in the 2024 class, and that is to Trevor Jackson out of West Orange High School in Winter Garden, Florida. Um, so what does that tell you? The fact that Penn State, who had previously been considered, long been considered, I would add, the leader for Michael Van Buren is offering another quarterback. Well, you could say, you know, they're, they're maybe they don't view themselves as the leaders anymore for Michael Van Buren. And this is why you can't put all your chips in on one recruit because there can be all this positive buzz. There was so much positive momentum for Penn State with Michael Van Buren in the 2024 recruiting class, but a pair of visits to Oregon within the same month, and it can change just like that. So to me, at least on the surface, I don't have intel on this, but on the surface, Penn State offering another quarterback in 2024 at least tells me that they're preparing for the situation that they could miss out on Michael Van Buren in the 2024 class. So you have to be prepared for that situation if it arises. You can't, you're going to stay involved until Van Buren makes a commitment. Right now, uh, he has a commitment date that is set for July 8th. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in this episode, but you can't put all your chips in on one guy. And I think the fact that Penn State made another offer in 2024 is a notable development um, that, that I think tells you a little bit about where they maybe feel like they stand in this pursuit of Michael Van Buren. And then you know, Maryland. Maryland is a, another interesting program to, to look at here. That's obviously Michael Van Buren's home state. Um, you know, Maryland hasn't necessarily been a powerhouse program, certainly not in the, the national sense, not really even in the Big Ten either, right? You're looking at, even then you're looking at Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, as some of the heavy hitters in that conference. But they have that that home element um, with, with Mike Loxley as their as their head coach. You, know, you had Talia Tagovailoa there recently. I actually don't know what the quarterback room looks like there. I'm just trying to tap into some of my Maryland knowledge um, from what comes to mind. Um, and then if you also wanted, you know, look at branding and you know who has the stronger brand on their side, I think you would definitely favor Oregon and Penn State uh, with Maryland being an Under Armour school. Um, I'm not saying that that's a factor I know carries weight in this recruitment. I'm just saying it's something that is, is worth bringing to the table. Um, if you're looking at all the different elements that, that go into a recruitment, you know, you have to look at the on-field product, the, the long-term vision for the program, who has momentum in, in any given recruitment, and then uh, life after football. And, uh, you know, as we know, NIL um, is, is uh, definitely a factor in modern recruiting. And if you're looking at building a brand, being able to make a name for yourself, play for a big-time school, um, you know, Oregon has that uh, that opportunity for Van Buren, and so do these other schools. But um, you know, Nike versus Under Armour, maybe that's a little bit of an element we can talk to talk about. Um, I think I, I just found out um, not too long ago that uh, Under Armour is headquartered in Baltimore, so or at least they have a a headquarter 
headquarters in Baltimore. So that's kind of an interesting little little uh, wrinkle to add to it. Um, but yeah, I think just all the buzz that you have with, with Van Buren, and then you're also seeing other recruits. You're seeing other recruits locally recruiting uh, Van Buren um, on social media, and, and they're not shying away from it. You know, Ify Obedegwu, uh, after after he committed to Oregon, you know, he was uh, he was saying, you know, time to come home. I'll see if I can find the tweet, but this is the picture. Uh, I, it was originally from Jordan Anderson, the wide receiver commit to Oregon. He's on the left over here, and then you have Michael Van Buren on the right. Um, and, you know, Jordan Anderson says it right here. This this is what they wait to see. And then ta- you have the duck emoji and the home emoji and then tagging Michael Van Buren. So you look at the recent momentum that the Ducks have built on the recruiting trail after landing Iffy, uh, following the spring game, Luke Moga, Casey Kelly. I just feel like it's very, very – it's tracking. It's tracking towards the Ducks are going to go on a run. Um, I, I wasn't myself expecting Iffy's commitment, uh, but I knew that he had, he had spoken very highly of Oregon in the past. But you're seeing it here that Michael Van Buren could very well be a missing piece of the puzzle here for Oregon in the 2024 recruiting class. And maybe that's a nice way to segue to what a commitment from Michael Van Buren would mean for Oregon here in the 2024 recruiting class because. We know how important timing is in recruiting. You know, that's a big, big deal. That's why Oregon's trying to get some of these commitments coming out of the spring game is to, to capitalize on that momentum and, and get hot rolling into the summer, which we also know is a very important time on the recruiting calendar. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So... I think that a commitment from Michael Van Buren could really send Oregon's 2024 class into high gear. And this is a class under Dan Lanning that already ranks inside the top 10 nationally. Following Obadegu's commitment on Sunday, the Ducks are now ranked seventh nationally 
by 247 sports. And I want to say rivals as well. I think on three has them in the top 10. So there's undeniable momentum on the recruiting trail for Oregon right now. And then the staff is getting out on the road to go see a lot of their top targets. Some of them that were just in Eugene for, uh, for visits. Uh, I was on the phone with Bennett Warren earlier today. He's a Texas offensive tackle that the Ducks are going after in 2024. He told me that he just got uh, visited by Carlos Lachlan, who was the coach that offered him. Uh, and he had an official visit uh, set up to Oregon for next month. So there's all this momentum behind Oregon. And we know that it's important to get your quarterback in the fold sooner rather than later, because so often they can kind of become the face of a recruiting class at their respective school. So if Yobadegu is now the headliner in Oregon's 2024 recruiting class, just narrowly edging out Jordan Anderson in terms of a rating standpoint and ranking standpoint. But this, this would be, like I said, Michael Van Buren committing to Oregon would be a huge vote of confidence in Will Stein, a huge vote of confidence in Dan Henning, a vote of confidence in the Oregon program. Uh, and I think it can really just kick them into high gear because they're in good standing for a number of guys, right? Uh, Kamar Matuti is, is a big-time linebacker that I've been covering for a while uh, out of Southern California. You know, I think Oregon leads there, uh, and I wrote a prediction for him to go to Oregon back in March. So he's in a good – they're in a good spot for him. Uh, I think they're in a good spot with Dylan Williams, the Long Beach Poly linebacker. I'm going to be making, out, making it out to Long Beach Poly and Junipero Serra today for their showcases. That's the plan right now. Um, Sarah to see Dakota Fields, another big-time corner uh, in the 2024 recruiting class that I know loves the Ducks. And then Dylan Williams, the linebacker out of Long Beach Poly. going to try to get you guys updates over there on both of those guys. So, again, important to tap in with me and follow me on Twitter at Enforce Sports if you haven't already. Stay up to date with the latest in Oregon football recruiting. So, I hope I'm I hope I'm explaining just you know, how important it would be and the, the impact that Michael Van Buren's commitment could have for Oregon. Um, I think another thing that's worth mentioning, and I, and I wrote it in my prediction piece, uh, you know, some of the sources that I've been talking to uh, seem to be indicating that there's some flexibility that July 8th commitment date for Michael Van Buren, which he has uh, set right now, um, which again would be a positive development and build on the, the good buzz and the good standing that they have with, with Michael Van Buren right now. So there's, there's just too much on the table. There's too much that we've seen, I think, to, to not have Oregon as the leader right now. And, um, you know, another thing that's worth mentioning is that Oregon hasn't exactly hit it out of the park with quarterback recruiting in, in recent years. Um, I'm not trying to be overly critical, but, you know, this this past, this past season is the first season since Justin Herbert at the Ducks will have had the same quarterback from the last season going into this season. That's not to say that they haven't had talented players. The Ducks have recruited talented players at the quarterback position, but uh, recent on-field results um, haven't necessarily been the best, right? You had Tyler Shuff, who was recruited to Oregon. Uh, things weren't that great for, for him. Uh, and Eugene kind of looked like he was playing like a deer in headlights a lot of the times. It's kind of how I looked at it when he was uh, when I was covering him. He's now at Texas Tech, and the Ducks will play them to uh, you know one of their non-conference games out in Lubbock. So that's a game to look forward to. Then the Ducks had Anthony Brown, who you know to his credit um, 
played for the Ravens in uh, you know in the 2023 NFL 2022 NFL season, excuse me, and he had some success there. But if you watched Oregon football, uh, Anthony Brown was not exactly a, a ringing success story at the quarterback position while he was at Oregon. Um, you know, it's also worth mentioning that the Ducks under Mario Cristobal that offense a lot of checkdowns, a whole lot of short passes, and then Dan Lanning, Kenny Dillingham. And now Will Stein come in, and they're all ready to – Kenny Dillingham took the top off of defenses. He said, let Bo Nix go out there and let it rip. Let my quarterback take some chances, be aggressive, and take some shots, and look at what happened to that Oregon offense. So I, I want to be critical of the history at quarterback for Oregon, but also admit the recent success that they have had and how I think things are on an awesome trajectory under offensive coordinator Will Stein. I think that much in the same way that we're seeing Dan Lanning learn from Mario Cristobal in terms of laying the foundation to be a recruiting power and a national recruiting power at that, Dan Lanning picked up right where Mario Cristobal left off when it comes to recruiting for Oregon. Will Stein comes in from UPSA, and I'm sure he's looking through some old tape from that Kenny Dillingham offense, and he's just taking out his notepad. That worked. That worked. Oh, hey, he didn't do this, but I did this at UTSA, and I think that could work. So I think that Will Stein has a golden opportunity to pick up right where Kenny Dillingham left off because you still have Bo Nix. You still have Troy Franklin. Uh, you have Treshawn Holden. You have Ted Johnson. You have Chris Hudson. You have a, a freaky athlete, six, freak athlete, six foot six wide receiver in Kyler Casper. At your disposal, you have a former uh, a five-star recruit in Jurion Dickey who isn't even on campus yet. Uh, you have him. He Maybe he'll be a factor this year. Chris Hudson, Justice Lowe. Um, the Ducks are also in the running for Gary Bryant uh, Jr., the former USC wide receiver. He's supposed to announce his commitment on Saturday. So all that to say, Will Stein has a really good opportunity to just light things up with the Oregon offense this year, and I think he's going to. So all that to say, Oregon is, is kind of, I think they have the chance to, to right the ship a little bit when it comes to quarterback recruiting. And if you have Mogan and Van Buren in the fold, I think you're putting yourself in tremendous shape for long-term success at the quarterback position. I think that Michael Van Buren is a little bit more college-ready than Luke Moga is right now. But if you look at Luke Moga's tape, You'd have to be blind to not see the upside there. I mean, crazy speed, uh, really, really good mobility, agility, uh, short area burst to, to improvise, and then he's got some really very evident arm talent. Uh, you know, throwing on the run, throwing against his body, he's just a playmaker. But at the same time, I think you also want to give yourself—I don't know if stability is the right word, but maybe a, a little bit more of a of a sure option, uh, if that makes sense. You know, a more polished guy. Um, a more productive guy. And I think that that's kind of what you're looking at with Van Buren. So maybe the last point that we can kind of wrap it on here a little bit is that a commitment from Michael Van Buren, and I said this when, when Luke Moga committed, and I didn't want it to come off as any kind of slight or any sort of disrespect, a commitment from Michael Van Buren would, would really generate some serious recruiting buzz for the Ducks and I think could have a very significant domino effect uh, on the national scale with some of these other big time recruits that they're in the running for. You know, look at the wide receiver room right now in 2024. 
not the room, but the hall. Jordan Anderson's already in uh, in the boat from uh, from Southern California. Um, now I've gotten to see him a bunch of times. That's a dude. Tyser Denmark from Philadelphia. That's the other side of the country. That's the Northeast. That's another dude. Uh, I mean, talk about polish, the route running, the, the playmaking ability. That guy is amazing when it comes to being a wide receiver uh, that you want in your offense. So those guys are already in the fold. And then you also have Dylan Gresham, who is out of San Jacinto High School. He's super productive. He's close with Jordan Anderson. I really like Oregon standing there with him. Then you have Aaron Butler, who was trending to Oregon. Now he's trending to Colorado. We'll see if the Ducks can make up that ground, but I'm not very surprised that he's trending to Colorado. His dad played with Dion, um, and I've talked a lot about that before. And you also have Ryan Pelham, who was former teammates with Jordan Anderson at uh, Long Beach Milliken High School. Uh, looks like I might get to see him tomorrow at Milliken's Showcase. Um, uh, who else do you have? Uh, you have Terry Bussey, the number one athlete in the country, who's a wide receiver out of Timpson, Texas. He recently put the Ducks in his top 10. I'm not exactly sure about Oregon's chances there, but they're a top school for him. So maybe you get him out for a visit. Uh, James Madison, the second, a big, big time wide receiver in the 2024 class out of St. Thomas Aquinas, Fort Lauderdale. That's another school that is on the same level as St. Francis Academy in terms of a national power, storied program. Uh, so many good players have come through there. Uh, he has Oregon in his top five. And I think the interesting note to add with Madison is that he's kind of that bigger body wide receiver that the Ducks don't really have right now in this 2024 class. And his relationship with Dan Lanning is next level, top tier. They're both Kansas City natives. So I think that could be kind of the, the X factor or at least Oregon's strong pull in the 2024 class with James Madison. Uh, the fact that Dan Lanning could very well be the head coach that he's closest with out of any school in his top five, which also includes Michigan, Louisville, Florida State, and Missouri. Um, so keep an eye out for that one. You know, that's a cross-country guy, uh, but I think that's someone that Oregon has a better chance with than most people would think on the surface, seeing that they haven't, you know, really done a good job in Florida recently. That being said, Malik Terry uh, made it out to Florida to check on one of uh, Oregon's top offensive line targets in 2024. That is Jason Zandamella out of Clearwater, Florida, Clearwater Academy International. He's currently being crystal balled to Florida State. Um, but Elite Terry is trying to get in there and uh, tap into his Florida connections. So maybe we'll see Elite Terry make a stop at uh, St. Thomas Aquinas and, and check in on um, check in on James Madison. So. All that to say, the Ducks already have some really good receivers in the fold. If you get Van Buren, an Under Armour All-American, a dude who is a national name, a lot of people know him, comes from a huge school that has produced a lot of really good talent. I think that you only strengthen your case to reel in some of these elite names on the 2020, in the 2024 class, whether that's at wide receiver or whether that's at offensive line. You're talking about Brandon Baker, Jason Zandamella, who – who I just mentioned, you're talking about Bennett Warren out of the state of Texas. He's a big-time offensive tackle. Um, you're looking at Eddie Pierre-Lewis, who's a, a freaky athletic offensive lineman that can scoot. That dude's got some wheels out of the state of Florida, despite being a big-time offensive lineman at you know, 6'3", 315 pounds. So I think that that is, you know, I'm just trying to, to explain, contextualize how much of an impact adding – Michael Van Buren in the 2024 recruiting class could have for Oregon. So don't 
don't sleep. Don't sleep on that because Oregon's already in the top top ten now. If they get Van Buren, that would help them climb even more. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a podcast about this, but I'll at least say this on record now. I think I'm pretty confident that Oregon's 2024 recruiting class is going to be the best in program history because that mark was set by Mario Cristobal in 2021. And let's see where Oregon was at. In 2021, it was either seven or six. They were overall ranked seven, and their composite rank was six. And right now in 2024, Oregon has 11 commitments, and they're already at number seven nationally. So do with that what you will, but I'm thinking I'm going to do an episode just talking about why I think Dan Lanning is – chasing history on the recruiting trail as Oregon's head coach and why I think he's definitely capable of, um, of, you know, achieving that history and signing the best class to ever come through Oregon. So I'm going to see if I can get to some of these questions and then I got to get out of here. So if you have some of them, go ahead and throw them in. This question coming from Cameron Matthew, is there any good recruits this year from Oregon? Yeah, I think there's a couple of recruits uh, out of the state of Oregon that are maybe worth, um, you know, knowing, right? Uh, I think one of them is is Devin Brooks out of Clackamas. He's an offensive lineman that the, the Ducks are pursuing here in the 2024 class. He's definitely a worth knowing. And I think Oregon finds themselves going against Washington and USC for Devin Brooks. So he's definitely a name to know. Uh, the Ducks already have a commitment from a pair of in-state guys, right? You have Medford tight end, A.J. Pugliano, who was the first commit in Oregon's 2024 recruiting class. So he's obviously a guy that the staff, Drew Maringer, sees a, a lot of upside in. Six foot three and a half, 220 pounds. Um, you know, number two player in the state of Oregon, number 19 tight end in the country. Uh, you also have Joey Olson, who's a tight end out of Lake Ridge High School in Lake Oswego but he's committed to USC right now. Uh, and the Ducks already have two tight ends in this 2024 class and AJ Pugliano and then Jackson Ford out of Melissa, Texas. So um, I wouldn't expect Oregon to circle back around on Joey Olson. And then you already, you also have Trent Ferguson, who's a commit in the Oregon 2024 recruiting class, offensive tackle out of West Salem high school in Salem, Oregon, six foot seven, 300 pounds. Uh, you know, he is uh, a guy who's newer to football. Uh, previously, I think, had a background in basketball, but he's another guy, even though he's a little bit of a low, lower-rated recruit right now, he's a guy I would not be surprised to see rise in the recruiting rankings. So that's what you have for the, the state of Oregon. Question from Wink. If you got time, Max, can you speak on Jacon McCroy development? And i also seen some info on Hayden Shredder. I haven't heard anyone talk about him, but seen on On3, Oregon as the new leader in the recruitment. Yeah, so uh, Jacon McCroy is someone, it's a big time offensive lineman. So let's just give some some background information real quick for, for those people that maybe are, wicked, are listening and uh, don't know who Jacon McCroy is. So let me go ahead and share my screen here. Uh, Jacon McCroy is a big time offensive lineman. Uh, offensive tackle, 247 Sports has him as at six foot eight, 365 pounds out of the state of Alabama, Clay Chalkville High School out of Pinson, Alabama. And why is Pinson a notable city? It's because that's where Bo Nix is from, and that's where Ted Johnson is from. 
so admittedly, I don't have a whole lot on Jaquan McCroy. Uh, I do remember talking to a source uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago uh, after Jaquan McCroy visited Oregon. And, um, you know, he got to spend some time with, with current offensive linemen uh, at Oregon. And, you know, th- and they had an awesome time together. So he loved his visit. And um, I think that might be part of the reason. That's the only tangible in- tangible intel I have right now about him and why there's some buzz between him and the Ducks. But looking at the state of Alabama, I think Oregon's trying to make some noise aside from this uh, – from, you know, McCroy. There are also, I think they're one of the top schools for Jordan Ross, if not the leader, the big time defensive end, edge rusher, top recruit in the state of Alabama, um, out of Birmingham, Alabama, the Stadia Hills. He was in Eugene for the spring game. So if you can get him and Jacob McCroy out of the state of Alabama, then you are really putting yourself in, some, in a good position there. Uh, I admittedly haven't heard of Hayden Kretter, um, I'm going to try to look him up right now. He is an offensive tackle out of Cherry Creek High School in Englewood, Colorado, um, which is where the Ducks got Blake Purchase in 2023. He's a two-time, I want to say, Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Colorado. That's an edge rusher that the Ducks signed in 2023. So looking to tap back into that school, Cherry Creek, which is one of the best programs in the state of Colorado. That's another guy uh, from out west that um, – you probably have a better chance with just if you're looking at distance, right? Treader listed at six foot six, 300 pounds, 11 reported offers, including Arizona State, Charlotte, Colorado, Colorado State, and Iowa State. Uh, so I got to do, I got to do a little bit of digging there um, on Treader, but uh, that's just kind of some background there and, and why I think maybe they, they have some buzz there in that recruitment, if that's what you're saying in this comment. Um, let's see here. Another one from Link, uh, assuming A. Smith Jr., probably Achilles Smith Jr., is the plan for 2025. Will that be the turning point for Oregon quarterback to join the top-tier talent at that position? Not shortchanging MOGA or MVP, maybe you meant MVB, but just from a star ranking, star rating. Yeah, and then uh, a later comment here saying Oregon has yet to land a five-star quarterback, but they did land Ty Thompson in 2021. And I think he was a five-star quarterback on some recruiting services. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I've seen Oregon fans talk about this on my shows before, uh, not necessarily landing top-tier guys uh, from a ratings and ranking standpoint, a five-star. And you have you can go, it's a laundry list of guys, really top-tier guys that Oregon has been in on but hasn't necessarily been able to finish the deal with. Uh, you know, you look at Nico Iamaliava out of Southern California. Uh, he signed with Tennessee after playing his high school ball at, uh, I think he was at Long Beach Poly before transferring to Warren in Downey, California. That guy was like, it looked like it was going to be a duck. It didn't end up happening. They ended up at Tennessee. Jim Rashada, another big-time quarterback. The Ducks were in the ring for Dante Moore was a five-star quarterback, and they had him. Dante Moore would be at Oregon. Let's not kid ourselves. Dante Moore would be at Oregon right now if the Ducks uh, had not lost Kenny Gillingham to Arizona State. That's my belief. Um, you know, that was obviously just a huge part in that recruitment. That would have been his position coach. Uh, Kenny Dillingham has been a tremendous hit with recruits. And now Kenny Dillingham landed Jaden Rashada since landing at Arizona State. So Oregon has strong quarterback recruiting history on its side. Uh, but, you know, landing those guys and then signing them are two very different things. 
Um, so I guess you could say if the Ducks were hypothetically to get Achilles Smith Jr. in the 2023 class, he told me that they have, that he's in, that Oregon is in the top three for him right now. Um, but, uh, but I think that, I don't know, I don't really know if I call that a turning point, maybe in terms of getting five stars, but you got to remember that they had Dante Moore last year and they would have had him if not for coaching turnover. So, um, I don't know if I would, if I would say that's a turning point necessarily. Depends on how you view that, but I think I got to wind down today's show. You guys uh, got to hit the road here to get out to Unipro Sarah for their showcase. Uh, but uh, if you're still in the live chat, make sure you smash that like button and subscribe to the channel. Oregon Football Max Taurus have been doing a bunch of live streams lately, and then share the Duck Stage podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. Always trying to grow that community, and greatly, greatly appreciate your support of my work whether it's here on YouTube, on the Ducks Dish podcast, or audio platform, or reading my work over on DucksDigest.com. Um, you know, the support doesn't go unnoticed, and I am incredibly grateful. And make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Sports. But uh, until next time, thank you guys so much for taking some time out of your day to talk some Ducks with me, talk some recruiting. If you're looking for Oregon recruiting, I am your guy. And we will see you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast.